All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. But, man, we're going to spend an hour talking high school football, and I couldn't think of a better way to start it than by welcoming in the head coach of the Owasso Rams. He is Bill Blankenship, and it's been too long. Coach, congrats on uh, getting back and making a run with the Rams. Good to catch up with you. How's life treating you? Brother Plank, hey, man, good to talk to you, man. I'm very blessed and uh, love the playoffs time of season and, uh, love listening to you some on uh, getting all the different gigs you do and the sideline on Saturdays and uh, uh, good good to talk to you again. I, I've told you this many times. I wouldn't be here without you. So I've always been grateful for you and uh, setting me right yeah. at times and supporting me when I needed it. So it's always been a lot to me, Coach. Can, can we? I want to rewind a little bit. I want to go back. What made you? You could have easily retired, uh, been grandpa, and and your wife traveled the world. What made you decide to to take on the Owasso job? I'm not very smart, man. I'm, I I just want to keep. <laughs> I, I like what I do, and uh, you know, I I couldn't. I I don't golf enough. I I, I don't have uh, a lot of hobbies other than, you know, I, I do like to travel and do that stuff. And Angie and I are still enjoying it, but. Uh, I don't know, man. I just wasn't, I just didn't think I was done and, uh, got an opportunity, um, to actually jump in the middle of it when I went to Fayetteville and was just kind of doing a guy a favor, I thought, but it lit a fire. And then, uh, Zach Duffield, who he and I go way back to union days, he had been on a staff early and then came to Owasso and eventually, uh, left coaching, became the athletic director. And he just came over and he said, man, I got, I got something for you to see. And I, promised him I'd come visit with him over at Christmas. And, uh, yeah, I actually wore my purple sweats. And so there's nothing, no kind of interview or nothing. I was coming over in my purple gear from Fayetteville and he gave me a tour and I started walking around and I'd always liked Owasso, but I'm, I'm like, Holy cow, this is a sleeping giant. They got all this going on and, uh, I might just want to do it. So basically told me I could coach football and come be around my grandkids. And, uh, I couldn't say no. Do you, um, th- this again, we got a game to talk about. We're going to talk Owasso Norman North, but I'm so intrigued by the philosophical side of things because, you know, I remember being on with Phil and Brent and we'd have you and coach Trimble up and we're talking jinx and union and you union and jinx back in the day, coach. And it was always thought, hey, we we got to make sure we separate 6A. These these schools need to break up or something. But 6A1 right. was created, and even in 6A1, you've had success winning a state championship at Watts. So do you like the way the construction of the class is? Do you like how we have a 6A1 and a 6A2 now in Oklahoma? Well, that some of that happened after I left at Union uh, and was mm-hmm. and spent time at the college ranks. And I understand why it happened. I get it. There's still a part of me that doesn't really like it. Um, and, and what I don't like is not the, you know, I'm all for giving people opportunity and all that kind of stuff. It just seemed like 16 teams, you know, all competing for a championship doesn't seem like a big group, um, you know, that you have to fight through. So then we went to the, you know, you only, I say only, it's still a huge deal. I'd never give one back, but Mm-hmm. We you have to win three games, you know, to win a state championship in the playoffs. And uh, man, I'd grown up at Spyro and and coaching in small school ball, where you had four, five. Sometimes it took five games to get to the champion, or you know, the championship was going to be the fifth game you played. And uh, so there's a part of me that still yearns for that old old stuff. But I hundred percent understand the dominance and and what has happened to uh, 
uh, big school football in, at the 6A1 level. Okay, one more non-football question, then we'll get right. after it. Because I'm, I, I, you know I love your family. Um, I think it's so cool to see Josh coaching at BA, and I know that's got to be gut-wrenching to look across the sidelines when you had to go up against him. But also to see Adam and Caleb have success away from football that they've had. I know you and your wife love your grandbabies, but to see Josh still in the coaching ranks and having the success that he's had, how, how rewarding has that been for you? I've been a very proud dad, uh, very uh, uh, competitive peer. You know, once they went over, it was one thing to get him back in the Tulsa area because he was going to bring all those grandkids back from Colorado, so that was huge. <laughs> uh, but then as soon as Angie found out that we were going to be playing each other the very first year, like in game two or three or something like that, I mean, she didn't think that was funny. And, uh, you know, we teased about it for a little while, but the closer we got to it, the more I absolutely didn't enjoy it. Um, you do what you got to do. I mean, you he coaches his guys, and we coach our guys, and we're doing everything we can to win. But, you know, ultimately, if you have lived the coach's life as long as we have, you understand that there's a, a lot more than a scoreboard. I mean, when you go home, you're living this with your whole family, uh, the highs and the lows, the roller coaster life that you have, and you just don't want to put that on anybody you care about. And so – um, Angie just refused to go to the games, first of all. And then uh, I think after Josh beat me in the – beat our team in the in the playoffs last year, uh, she finally forgave me, you know, and said, I, you know, you can actually eat now or something. I don't know. I, it, it, it's just ridiculous. But it, it's uh, – it, there's a lot of fun to it. I'm incredibly proud. Uh, but I also know that he's building something over there that, you know, I hate to have to compete against. That's so uh, that's so rewarding, but yet at the same time, it's just got to be gut wrenching too. Bill Blankenship is our guest. Owasso Norman North, we got you covered on uh, KRFSports.tv for this matchup, and uh, we'll get to the actual matchup coming up in a second. Coach, your team, uh, kind of take me through a snapshot. How you feel? That was a solid win last week. I know that there's been some highs and lows, but how do you feel about where this team is now, uh, getting into the quarterfinals of the state playoffs? Well, I just love the resilience that we've, we've developed. Uh, this has been a really uh, a grinding kind of a year for us. Um, you know, not not to rehash it all, but uh, Cole Adams was pretty special, and we lost him in, in game one before halftime. Um, then we had also, previous to that, we'd kind of kept it quiet, but Emory Neely was our returning tailback who was big time, and uh, Emory had ACL surgery in August, and so – we were going to have both be without both those guys, and that really caused us to have to completely revamp uh, who we were because we had depended on those guys so much, especially offensively. We were brand new on defense, a lot of new guys, a lot of new faces. And so what I've been happy about is how we have fought through an incredibly difficult early season schedule. Um, we're on the maybe the tipping point of, you know, are we about to fall off the cliff? Um, you know, emotionally and, and all that stuff, fought through, got tougher, figured out who we were defensively. We're playing really good defense now. Uh, offensively have kind of become a, a different style of offense, but it's being effective for us. Um, Mason Willingham is our quarterback, a true dual-threat guy. Anthony Hills has developed into a big-time threat at receiver. Uh, defensively, we're just – you know, we're, we're a pressure defense, and we run well, and, and 
just try to get after people. And we've had a good run the last six weeks. So uh, I think we're in a good place. I, I kind of wish we were playing a, a much weaker team. You know, Norman North is <laughs> really damn good. And uh, that's the part that uh, – but you get to this time in the playoffs, you want to be playing well. Uh, I think we are. Uh, so I think we're as prepared as we can be for this matchup. Coach, you talked about Mason Willingham. He was terrific last week versus Westmore. I think he accounted for five touchdowns, if my memory serves me right, uh, threw for a bunch and ran for another. What uh, what has his leadership meant to this team? Well, Mason is a is a very quiet uh, but determined uh, leader, and everybody knows that that he's he's kind of making us go. Um, he is a true dual threat guy. He can legit, you know, run the ball. Uh, so if anything breaks down at all in the passing game, he's going to take off and create. He's given us the opportunity to build in quarterback runs, you know, with some RPO stuff with it. Uh, that's given us a little more of a dynamic uh, approach offensively that we didn't have as much before. Uh, so I, I just think he's, he's a guy that uh, UCO has been recruiting and just got back from his uh, official visit there and uh, seems to be very committed to them and to what, his future is at the next level. Bill Blankenship's our guest. Owasso Norman North this Friday night. I, you've you've played in every weather condition, but frosty, frigid <laughs> conditions scheduled yeah. for Friday night. I I know you'll be bundled up, but ball security. I mean, have you looked at it as in conditions like that? Is it the defense that has the advantage? Do you look maybe more the offense because they know where they're going? Well. I, I know that the coach won't have any any opportunity of carrying the ball with all the layers I'm going to have on. Uh, I'll be a great Michelin man out there, you know. Hopefully, uh, we, we have practiced outside every day this week, so uh, while it won't be quite like it is tomorrow night, uh, we have got into a little bit of rain the other day. Didn't do it intentionally, but had to be out in the cold rain and uh, fight through that. You know, I think the thing that we, we really try to sell to our players is that, uh, and I think they get it, you know, if you're still playing in the, in, in the playoffs, that's what's going to happen. You know, the, the rain and the cold and all that stuff's not going to affect guys that are going to basketball and going to wrestling. I mean, that's, you know, they can go get warm anytime they want. But if we're going to make a run, you've got to be willing to, you know, do the tough things. And this is kind of old school tough, and I like it. Coach, as you mentioned, this team, these Owasso Rams, on a serious roll. Uh, for those that don't know, six in a row that uh, Owasso has won coming into this game. So congratulations to you, Coach, for, for getting this team headed in that direction. Final question for me, what do you see from Norman North? I know you shared a little bit, Coach, but what, what type of challenge do the Timberwolves present to you guys? Well, they, they are incredible offensively. Uh, you, you start with the quarterback much like we do. Six killers, legit dual threat guy, um, fast, big arm, uh, but it's not it's not just his show. Uh, you you've got at least two running backs that that can take it uh, anytime. Uh, love their receivers. I, I think Cabinus is special. Uh, I I think that they've got enough talent in their offensive line that you know really doesn't matter who's back there. I think they can they can uh, create all kinds of issues. So I like the matchup. Uh, from a fan standpoint, because I think defense is probably our best side of the ball. Offense is their best side of the ball. So I think you got good against good and kind of see how that's going to match up. And then uh, defensively, 
Uh, they've given up some points. Uh, they've they've uh, not been as good as they were a year ago, but they're playing a lot of young players. Um, they are uh, tough in the tough games. I think if you go look at how they played against Jinx and, and uh, you just break all that down, you're like, you know, don't don't think too much about this team as just being all offense. I think they play really good. Justin Jones is as good a coach as there is around, and he and his staff, he's gotten his culture developed there. And, uh, I, I think they're they do things incredibly right. Uh, you know, they're if you're from that area and Timberwood will fan, you ought to be very proud of the way they do things. It's been awesome. I've missed hearing your voice. Oh, I, I feel like I hear it a lot because I'll see the clips on social media and I'll be uh, listening to you on other shows. But, Coach Blankenship, it's a blast to catch up with you. Safe travels to Norman on Friday night, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Hey, thanks, Chris. It's always good visiting with you, man. Good to catch up, and uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, anytime. Kiss them grandbabies, Coach. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, no doubt. <laughs> Bill Blankenship. It's awesome. Um, so I, I'd be curious, like he said, so he spent three years as the head coach of the University of Tulsa. That was kind of during the time of the 6A, and, and he spent more time than that there, right? He was an assistant. I just, I just got fired up, man, thinking about Josh and Caleb and Adam and, and having covered all three of those guys and not only seeing all of them have the success that they're having, but, you know, they've got – uh, I think Adam and Caleb are very successful in the medical sales industry, and Josh is the one that decided, all right, I'm going to go coach. <laughs> but um, and all the grandbabies, I mean, it's just so many kids. It's so awesome. But my point is I've always been intrigued, Josh, because I wonder, you know, because the big complaint was east side of the state, unfair advantage, bigger schools, bigger classes. It's unfair, it's unfair, it's unfair. You need to split your schools up. So what do they come up as a way to, to hopefully fix it and make it more competitive in 6A? All right, there's 6A elite, 6A1. Uh, is it, I, I guess the question more than anything else, you know, as Coach B said, listen, a lot of that split happened before I was here. There's things I don't like about it. There's things that are fine about it. I mean, he won a state championship in it, for goodness sakes. But I, I can't help but wonder if it is having the desired results that people wanted. Is it – is it creating the competitive balance that people wanted, or is it separating it even more? Yeah, it's a interesting debate. I mean, I think it probably depends on who you talk to, right? And now that now that Bixby has moved up to six A one, it's six A one one. It's probably a little bit better, right? But uh, when those guys were kind of running roughshod over the the folks in six A two, it didn't feel like it had created that quote unquote competitive balance. But for some of these West Side schools that don't have the same enrollment numbers, I mean, it's tough, right? I mean, you've you've taken away some of these uh, other teams in 6A2 that they felt like, okay, well, we can beat those guys some of the time. But uh, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's going to be tough uh, regardless, I think, anywhere in 6A. Let's do this. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'll continue our high school football coverage with the official team of the Plank Show. That's next right here on The Ref. All right, we talked 6A1. Thanks to Bill Blankenship for joining us. Justin Jones coming up later this hour. KRefSports.tv has you covered on Friday night for the Owasso Norman North matchup. But Josh Helmer, you know where I'll be. I'll be at Reed Field, baby, as the Washington Warriors start their, well, I mean, start their march. They won last week. Continue their march towards the return of the state championship game against the Oklahoma Christian School. And we are joined by the head football coach 
of the Washington Warriors. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time we've had Brad Beller on the program. Coach Beller, thanks for your time. Congrats on the great season. How excited are you for uh, the way this team has come together here in 2022? Oh, it's been a it's been a fun uh, fun season. You know, started the year out uh, playing uh, Vianne and Jones and Sulphur, which is always a tough task, and and then having kind of the injury bug hit. But uh, uh, over the last two two weeks, I feel like we're starting to get some guys healthy and and uh, kind of uh, hitting our stride at the at the right time. What a what a squad that you have this year. All right, let's just let's talk in general before we get to a, a couple of the guys. Let's just talk about. The environment, we're talking about this with Bill Blankenship. It was random snow last week in the middle of your game, and this week it's going to be be cold. I know you guys have the indoor that you can work in, but how have you started to prepare your guys for what looks to be a frigid Friday night? First thing we, is we, we discussed it. We told them, you know, I think you have to accept it. You have to know it's coming, and, and that way you can get your, your mind ready for it. And then, uh, you know, having the indoor helps. And, and being able to to properly get warmed up, but we we practiced outside uh, all week and and uh, made sure that uh, you know Tuesday was pretty cold and and then uh, Wednesday was a little bit better. But you know just getting them out, getting them used to it. I think the game will actually be easier on the players than it is on you know us as fans and coaches and different <laughs> things like that. They they seem to handle it way better uh, than than me getting in my older age. Same coach. Same. I've got layers. I've got something that you can plug in that keeps you warm while the game's going on. But these guys seem to embrace it. All right. So obviously, um, it's really cool to see Cole Scott have the season that he's having. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. So much, so much that could right mentally be, be a challenge for him after the way things ended last year and that frustration for everybody. But how impressed have you seen the way that he's handled business, even overcoming the injury that he had during spring ball? It has been – he is the number one cause for our growth as a program this year. Um, Cole has handled adversity that uh, none of us would ever wish upon anybody. Um, you know, like you said, the way that uh, last year ended, even going into spring ball, you, you know, we're, we're a team that's probably going to uh, win a, a relay, one of the sprint relays in the spring. He has a stress fracture in his foot, doesn't even get to compete in the uh, regional and state track meets. Um uh, still tried to compete uh, on it in, in one of the relays, the short relays, and and uh, going through misses spring ball. Then he he comes back and has fought you know a shoulder and a knee and an ankle, and he just handles everything with such class and and hard work, and he's such a team player. So um, our program has has improved because of guys like Cole, and uh, and a lot of our success goes towards. Uh, the way that he's handled his health and the way that he pushes people and, and how good of a teammate he is. You know, and, and there is some, there's that experience on this team too, right? You think about a guy like uh, Hayden Milner. Uh, his his motor, for those that, if, if you haven't had a chance to watch a Washington game, you watch number 20. He's got this motor that just never stops. Uh, Nathan Rainey on the inside, obviously a very athletic family. Coach, on this defensive line, you really have some guys that can be difference makers. They are, well, you know, a, a lot of people might start with coverages. A lot of people might start with, uh, you know, as far as game planning, uh, what they, you know, uh, with what they might want to do. We, we start with our dance, <laughs> both uh, in our defensive <laughs> front. We're, we we want to turn them guys loose. You know, we, we do bring pressure. We do blitz. Um, but uh, there's a lot of times where you're going, hey, this, this, con- this formation or this, we can't bring as much pressure, and they try to slow it down. But, 
uh, when you have a defensive line and, and Hayden Milner, like you said, his his gas tank is is always full, uh, and it's a big old gas tank, and he, he plays with a lot of energy and physicality, and I really he, him and, and Nathan Spalding and Nathan Rainey on that on that D line, uh, they bring so much energy. It's just contagious uh, to to all the kids and in, in, uh, that are playing the sidelines and even the fans. I mean, it, it's fun to watch. You know, Coach Ballard, I got to be honest with you. I don't know if I have more fun watching him or his dad. Uh, who stands right up against the fence, man. That, that dude looks like he could go out and, and play for you. I, I want to talk a little bit. I want to shift back. I'm all over the place here because I haven't had a chance, but I've loved watching your team. Let's talk about the quarterback position where, you know, er, early on you guys were throwing the ball some, and, and you still do now. That's a lot of confidence in Major Cantrell. He seems like he's just really in control back there whenever, whenever he's called upon, faces any adversity. Seems pretty smooth. What can you credit that to with Major and his growth? I think a lot of it is the experience. Uh, early in the year, uh, we, like you said, we threw it maybe more. Um, we've been more efficient uh, on the last half of the season. And a lot of it is, you know, him, I think early in the year, he, he was pressing some. This this now, it's just he's in control. He's confident in all the things that he's seen. A lot of teams uh, threw a lot of different things at us, having Nate Roberts and Cooper Alexander as the tight ends and and the guys that we move around, he's seen a lot of different types of coverages. Now I think he, he feels like he's seen most everything that anybody can throw at him. And uh, not only has he grown in confidence in himself, but he has a lot of confidence in, in, in his offensive line, uh, the run game, and then also what his receivers and, and tight ends can do. How does it, what does it say about the the Washington football program, Coach, whenever – you know, I look out there and I see a guy like Nate Roberts who has an OU offer, right? And I don't know on the football side if we've had a guy that's suited up for the Sooners since James Winchester. And obviously, in what you know, maybe these Alexander boys it can become too. The level of talent. What does it say about what's going on at Washington right now when you see when you see the Oklahoma Sooners and you see consistent college recruiters from the D one ranks that are that are hovering around the program? I think it says a lot about our work ethic um, that we have uh, in our community. Uh, I don't want to just say football program because all of our programs are are pretty successful, um, you know, here at Washington. And I think it's just the the commitment to um, being the best you can be. And then whenever you stack that on top of uh, talent uh, that comes through like Cooper and Nate and and ultimately Case, we've got some younger kids, some junior high kids that are – that are talented, uh, I think that, that the development end is why I think we're starting to see that, along with just a lot of uh, a good genetics, <laughs> for lack of a better <laughs> word. <that. laughs> I definitely didn't have those genetics when I was coming through here, but, but it, was, it, it is. It's, it's one of those things where these guys just work so hard and they're in it for the team, and you would never know um, that uh, you know Cooper's going to Arkansas this weekend and Nate's going to OU. You would never know that from 2 o'clock until – you know, 5:30 when they're done with us, they they never talk about it. They're 100% team, and and uh, but but I think it shows a lot of growth in in our program. Coach, obviously, this is an Oklahoma Christian school that's won a lot of football games of late. Nine and two uh, right now. They were what 12 and one a season ago. So what what type of challenge do you guys have this week? They the thing that uh, OCS always brings uh, to the table uh, is they are always so well versed in what they do. They they do so much different stuff that it seems to try to they try to take your aggression away, 
And uh, they can be in spread one play and then turn around and be in the Maryland eye the next play and, and do it effectively. And, you know, most schools can't do that. And, and I really think that that's where uh, they make uh, their money and, and where they're so good is they can do so many things well. And then on the defensive side, uh, it's all about pressure. It's all about, uh, you know, uh, not necessarily disguising their coverages, but, uh, but taking what they do well and they exploit what you don't do well. And so, um, you know, their coaching staff has got it going. They, they've been a deep playoff contender uh, over the last several years. And uh, I know it's been a while since they've won it back, I think, in, uh, uh, I can't remember, in the early 2000s, so uh, 2010s. And so it's, they, they are used to winning and used to playing, uh, you know, late November and December. Coach, one more here for me. What's been the message to your group? I mean, obviously this is a team that I can imagine is is hungry to try and go avenge a state championship appearance a year ago and go win a, a gold ball. How much do you talk about that? What's the message on it as you've entered the postseason? You know, we, we when we first got done and we got into the playoffs uh, going last week, you know, I kind of related it to climbing Mount Everest or climbing, a, uh, you know, a tall mountain. You can, you can be at the bottom and look up, and you can see it's there, and, and it'll be there. But if all you do is sit there and stare at it, uh, you're never going to take any steps. Or if you can consistently look up, you're not gonna, you can slip up of what you're doing with it, right, what's in front of you. And so know that it's there. Know that December 10th is coming. Uh, you know, for everybody it's coming. Whether we're going to be there or not is going to be determined by what we do today. And so just trying to keep them involved in the, you know, in, engaged in the process and, uh, you know, taking care of the here and now, and then everything else will take care of itself. All right, then two more quick ones for me, Coach. I know that you're pigeonhole focused on Oklahoma Christian School on this weekend, but when you see what happened and what Bex was able to do, does it heighten the awareness for this entire team to say you got to be prepared for anything? Was it good? Was it a good attention getter? It sure was. It, it was. I mean, anytime you walk in. you you see the Jones Newkirk score. I know weather had a lot to do with some of these scores, but you know mm. Jones and Newkirk is a is a one four matchup, and it's twenty one twenty. And then you go in and you find out that Rejoice had just got upset by a team that they put seventy on. It, it definitely is um, because there's still teams on our side of the bracket that we've played early in the year that we've won. But it shows you anything can happen on any given Friday night, and that uh, you have to take uh, each step and each day and each opponent. Uh, is serious because you don't get to the next opponent this time of the year without taking care of what's in front of you. All right, I won't try to curry favor for my daughter with your wife's track and field program, but I did want to leave you with this. Um, Brad Beller could probably go coach about anywhere he wants, and you've chosen to stay in Washington. Now, I've only been in the Washington School District now for three years, and I get it, man. I get it. Great people all around this program and this community. They're passionate about sports, youth sports, girl sports, female sports. I love it. What is it that's kept Brad Beller in Washington? What is it that's allowed you to want to stay here and continue to try to win championships? You know, I think a lot of it goes back to in 1996, I was in eighth grade, and they won a state championship, and I was sitting on the sidelines as a filmer. And uh, and that, seeing those guys raid the field, uh, get to, you know, to raise the, the gold ball. And, you know, that was, that's been my passion forever. Um, that, that all the years that I've been around Washington and I want to see that for, uh, these kids, for this community. Um, and, and, and that's really what continues to drive, even though we've been close and, and haven't got it done, but, 
it, it, it definitely is a passion of mine to see, you know, this program that uh, has won a lot of games not win the big one. Um, that, that's what keeps me here and keeps me driving. Love it. This we we got to do this more often now, Coach Beller. I'm so excited for Friday night. Best of luck, and uh, we'll have to talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Thanks, Coach. How cool is that, huh? Were you impressed with my Washington Warrior football knowledge, Josh Helmer? Huh? Let's go. You know what's going on. There's no doubt about that. It's in depth. Stuff. I didn't even have to. I didn't even have to Google the roster. Right, I'm just saying, hey, WashingtonWarriors.tv. If you ever need a guest analyst, uh, their play-by-play guy is up in the booth, and he's he's worlds better than I am. Their sideline guy is down on the field. I'm just I'm ready if you guys need me. All right, listen, we got to get caught up. Thanks to Bill Blankenship and Coach Brad Beller. When we come back, Chris is going to join us from here at Cave. We're going to talk a little bit about roofing, and then we're going to go all in on the Norman North Radio Network pregame show. Because Josh, uh, Justin Jones is going to join the play-by-play voice of the Norman North Timberwolves, Josh Helmer and myself, around the corner right here on The Ref. All right, here we go. It's a plank show on The Ref. I was, I was sitting here just staring at my phone during the commercial break because I was catching up on a few text messages and more to do. But uh, good, good feedback on our high school football coverage. But we also have to take care of our homes. So Chris joins us. He's the roofing expert from here at Cavens. I want to start with something very important. I want to say shout-out mom and dad. There all the you time. go. Thanksgiving coming up. Absolutely. Right? Plenty you, to be thankful for. You got, you got all the family plans taken care of. You ready for next week? Yes, we are. I am not. Yeah. So I'm going to be a miserable failure <laughs> next week. I feel good about my roof, but I also know that uh, things can change in a moment's notice, and that's what you're here at Cavens to make sure everyone is on the right page. Uh, and you also take care of it from start to finish. Tell us how you make it easy between the customer and the insurance company. Well, if it's an insurance claim they have, uh, we work with their insurance company um, in it's a lot easier if we work with them than, than normally the homeowner, just because uh, we do it every day. A lot of times um, they're replacing windows or garage doors, and they didn't get enough money from the insurance company. And, and you know, what we do is do supplements for them and get the uh, extra funding so it won't be coming out of their pocket. Uh, we just take care of our customers. We really do. From Okay, how challenging can it become? I mean, in other words, if – I guess I'm trying to point out how easy you make it because, Chris, if you're like, oh, I'm going to go try to find, I saw this deal on the side of the road, that's not going to make it easier for you. It might save you a few, few dollars, but, Chris, in the end, something goes wrong. They're not there for you, and they're not dealing with your insurance company either. Right, exactly, and, and we get the job done right, and, and we do help a lot of people that, uh, you know, that they jumped in and, and signed a contract uh, when all the hell started, you know, a while ago, and, and uh they had leaks and they didn't get it done right, and then they're having trouble getting the people back from uh, Texas and, and you know other states and stuff like that. It, it's uh, it's go local, go Cavens. You mentioned even with the weather like it is, you might worry about some things with your shingles, but uh, there is the shingle that you use is is great in this temperature. Right? It, it is. We use a you know uh, we we do a lot of malarkey and they can be put on up to zero degrees so a lot of people have waited and they're trying to get their roofs on put on now and some of them worry it's going to be too cold uh malarkey's got you covered and uh and there's just not a problem it's a cold weather shingle when to install and and uh, we do a lot of them and uh uh they're great shingles i mean they're, they're a new generation so uh and another thing too it's coming cold. There's going to start, you know, being snow on the roof. Let us, do, you know, if you haven't had your roof inspected in a while, let us go up there. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, you're, you're, 
your roof doesn't have to be total or anything like that. A lot of like the pipe jacks and stuff, you've got the rubber mm-hmm. that's going around it, and they wear out, and then by your chimney, maybe. Yeah, by your chimney. I mean, it's you see those little white PVC poking up out of the roof. Mm-hmm. They've got those rubber. They wear out, and you can't see them. And if it snows over there, it's going to go straight down into your attic, and you're going to get mold. So. It's free. Just have us look. If you if you need a new pipe jack replaced, it's not expensive at all. It's it's expensive when you don't, and then you got you know problems inside the house. So um, I mean, little things like that. Uh, a lot of times people think, gosh, if I call um, get my roof fits, it's going to be a lot of money, and it's really not. The maintenance is is so much cheaper, and uh, it just fixes the 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 problem. It's not putting a bandaid on it. So uh, you know, if you haven't had your roof looked in a while, uh, give us a call. Uh, we take pictures and, and, and advise, and it's not, it doesn't hurt. I won't lie. I don't know what half of those pipes sticking out of my roof do, but I know that they are protected by what looks to be, you know, obviously not the best base, and you got to keep an eye on it. And, of course, more importantly, as you said, Chris, before we let you go, you'll go up there and you'll give it a look, and you'll let people know what they need. It's better to take care of it now than end up letting a leak go because that opens up a whole nother issue. Right. right? You don't want to, you know, put your hand in the, head in the sand or anything like that. Uh, and again, it's usually not that expensive at all. You know, I mean, uh, not doing it, that's when you get into big costs. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't had your roofs looked in a while, give us a call. Let us jump up there if we see a problem. Uh, we'll take pictures of it and let you know what what's going on up there. Uh, you know, it, it's just. Uh, it's the most expensive thing on your house, and it protects everything. So when it comes to your roof, uh, don't let it go out of sight, out of mind. I mean, uh, they're built to to be there for forever, pretty much. But you got to do maintenance, and you, you know, and, and uh, you got to get there and kind of take a look at it and see what's going on up there. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate your hey, time, man, buddy. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and uh, you take care. And we'll do our best, man. All right, man. Every day. Always good seeing you. That's Chris here at Cavens. Your man, 405-573-3048. Quick break. When we come back, we'll go more in-depth on the high school football game we've got for you on Friday night on KRFSports.tv. And, of course, locally on our Norman affiliate, 1,499.3 FN. Uh, Norman North head coach Justin Jones around the corner right here on the Plank Show. No time to waste. We're back with you. It's the Plank Show right here on the Ref Radio Network, and we welcome in Norman Northhead football coach Justin Jones. His team has been playing some really good football for a long time this season. Coach, uh, your team obviously has earned the first round by in the playoffs. Now you get to welcome in Owasso tomorrow night. Coach, just take us through what this season has been like for you with this team. Well, you know, uh, again, credit to our kids. I think they've, uh, you know, really from the beginning of the year, um, and I'll go back even before that, you know, graduating the amount of guys that we graduated, um, you know, districts changing and looking at, you know, kind of uh, in the preseason, the the challenge that was before us with the district that we were going to be in, um, you know, and then coming to work every day and and having a great summer and and rebounding through it where we got some confidence, felt good at the beginning of the year and, uh, you know, take a tough loss in UConn and then back that up with a, a Bixby loss. I think our guys were uh, really at a point uh, in time where uh, they could have went one of two directions. And, uh, you know, they chose to go the right way and really uh, got back on the horse and, and, and have been riding pretty well, uh, you know, since then. And so uh, just a credit to our, our players. I think they've done a phenomenal job of their preparation um, and their effort, in, you know, 
and as you navigate through a season and deal with you know different adversity that's going to go on, I think they've handled that really well. I know it's not just one thing, Coach, but this team, again, has been playing some great football for an extended period of time here, winners of six in a row. What are a couple of the things that have keyed this run for your group? Well, I think it's just a belief in, in obviously, the program. I think our our, uh, our players are really bought into each other, a uh, really close-knit group, and uh, not a whole lot phases them. Um, and, and so they're really good about responding to, to adversity and bouncing back and, and doing the different things that uh, are required to, to play great football. And um, I, I think they also understand that uh, they, they've, this group's had some goals set for themselves and where they want to go, and I think they've been uh, very goal-driven. And then I think another credit goes to our, our staff. I think our offensive staff has uh, done a phenomenal job in their preparation and the things that they've done. And then, you know, obviously it also takes talent. And, and so when you look at uh, really across the board, uh, you know, with, whether it's Cam Sixkiller or Chapman McCowan or, or Casey Cabanus, Braden Dorney, Jackson Lundquist, you know, just the whole list of names, uh, Carson Sampson who stepped up and, and become a, a really uh, great football player for us. You know, when you look at all those, obviously that makes you go. And then, um, you know, same thing on defense and special teams. I think we've just had different guys step up. And, and it's really not about one guy. It's about collective units on, in all three phases. And I think that's what we've done a great job with. Friday night at Owasso, Bill Blankenship is one of one a handful of state championships, I think it's uh, fair to say. But what has stood out to you about this Owasso team and kind of what's been your experience competing against Coach Blankenship, Justin? Well, I mean, number one, he's a legend. Um, you know, as good as they come and, and maybe as good as they'll ever be uh, in our state. I have the utmost respect for Coach Blankenship and always have for, you know, my entire career. And uh, he's won a lot of games, uh, a lot of championships. I think, you know, they put in the paper, I think this is, what, 80 uh, playoff games. So he's had, you know, what, eight extra seasons in his career. So he's certainly, um, you know, savvy with what he does in, in not just him, but the program that he runs and the staff and the toughness that – uh, his kids display, you know, this is going to be an incredible challenge for us. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I think very highly of Coach Blankenship, but more importantly, um, you know, I, I think what he's done over the years is he always has a program that's there in the end. And, and you only do that when you build a program the right way uh, and that can deal with adversity. And they've had a ton of adversity with injuries that they've had to overcome. And, you know, when you sit back and you watch their entire body of work through their last 11 games, they've just gotten better and better. And so um, they're certainly uh, in a good place. Uh, they're playing really good football. They put up a, a great game last week against Westmore. So uh, we've got a huge challenge ahead of us. Coach, was it a little different last week having a, a bye week? And I know you made the, the trek down to kind of watch that game in person. What was just the preparation like? How has the team handled it? And was it a little different for you? Yeah, it was different. You know, you, uh, you, you look at those things, you, you go in, you, you, you kind of have in your mind uh, a set of, of a schedule, but, you, you, you know, it's, it's still 6A football and, and it's football in general, so you just never know if your plans are going to go like you think. And so you kind of dull prepare. And, you know, for us it was a great chance for our kids to, to really compete against each other, um, had some great practices that week. Uh, with not a lot of pressure, right? And, and so it gave us, a, you know, just some extra preparation for whatever opponent we were going to have, uh, but really allowed us to focus on ourselves. And then uh, it was cool to take, uh, you know, we took 60 of our guys up and, and watched the game last week. And, um, you know, I, I think they understood, uh, I guess, if anything, it was a great prep for the elements because it was cold last week as well. 
It certainly was, Coach. It certainly was that. How, how do you approach just the the weather that uh, the game's going to be played in? I mean, it's not anything necessarily new for your group, but what type of messaging do you pass along about this being playoff-type football? Well, I mean, you know, uh, A, uh, all of our kids on our roster, are, are most of them are from Oklahoma, so they understand when it gets into – November and December, this is the elements that you're going to play in. And, and you know, for us, it, it's kind of a badge of, of, of uh, honor to be playing at this time of year. And so you don't let those uh, elements affect you. Obviously, I think for the kids, they're really resilient. And, and we've talked about, you know, how you're going to deal with it. And, and uh, they understand that. I think it's probably more uh, for coaches than anybody having to sit out there in that and, and not being able to play in it. But, uh you know, I, I think our guys will handle that. Um, obviously, I, you know, I've been in, in all kinds of games from, from uh, you know, uh, sleet storms in the middle of November to, to snow to uh, really nice weather. So, I, you know, for us, I think it's just it's both teams have to play in it. Uh, you don't let it become an excuse, and you just go do your very best in the environment that you're in. Coach, we only got about a minute left, but before we let you go, um, it's been so fun to watch Cam Six Killer develop this year. How are you feeling about his progression and, and what he's been battling through, and just seeing him develop throughout this season? Man, what what a what a what a spectacular uh, young man! You know, Cam uh, really uh, was in a quarterback battle the year before, um, and really probably could have uh, been given the job and had a had a choice to make and stayed with our program and really did a great job of, of preparing. Um, you know, got thrown in the fire last year in, in the, the quarterfinal game against Jinx and, and um, you know, really since then has been in the driver's seat and has done a great job of, of uh, not only his preparation, but uh, really the, the, the continuity and the consistency that we've created in our offense is a big credit to him and, and kind of the or, organic relationship that he has with all of those guys. And, uh, so it's certainly been fun to watch. Um, you know, Cam's a, a special football player just because of all the talent that he brings uh, to the table. But um, really, really proud of him because he's a phenomenal young man and the leadership that he's displayed, um, you know, throughout the entire year. Coach, best of Love luck. It. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for all you guys do for high school football. It's awesome. Justin Jones, Norman North, head football coach, getting set for – the showdown right here on our local affiliate, 99.3 FM and 1400 AM, and on krefsports.tv. All games kick off at 7 o'clock on Friday night, Owasso, Norman North, and, of course, Union Broken Arrow on this side of the bracket. Bixby Enid and Jinx Mustang at 6A1, other side of the bracket.